0: Have you ever just wanted to be funny? I mean, you know the kid in elementary school that just cracked up the class by doing something silly while you felt scared to be, well, improper. You shook your head at them, but in a little way, you were jealous of them. And there's just something about being funny that requires you to be vulnerable and and not always care about how people respond, right? Well, today we're going to talk with a funny, motivational storyteller. Let's ask her about it. We talking about leadership, communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is a show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. They're rolling with a pro. The RK3 show. Show y'all, it's the RK3 show. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. It's episode 83 and we are marching towards 100. I'm so looking forward to that number because there's something about 100 that makes you feel accomplished, right? In podcast land, we do this weekly. So the number 100 means for us, the RK3 show that we've been doing this for about two years. So I'm psyched about that number. And I'm just trying to think about what we're going to do. What, we, what are we going to do for episode 100? Something crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I've got to think about it. I'll take your suggestions. Make sure that you send me some suggestions by going to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy com forward slash voicemail. Let me know what you want to see for episode 100. Maybe we'll get crazy and go video. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Anyway, before we jump into into today's episode, I want to tell you about a new course we just launched on the Storytellers Growth Lab. I'm excited about it. If you want to learn more about live streaming and how to move from confusing to compelling with your message, check out our live stream confidence framework course. Take this course and get the elements that you need to become a successful online storyteller. The links for this. Are in the show notes, or you can head over to StorytellersGrowthLab.com dot com forward slash store. Okay, Lab dot com forward slash store, or you can just hit the link in the show notes and learn how to make a difference with your story on video. So let's jump into today's interview. Today's guest is. Kelly Swanson. Kelly Swanson is an award-winning storyteller, comedian, motivational speaker, Huffington Post contributor, and cast member, ooh, I like cast members, of the fashion hero television show airing on Amazon Prime. She's also the author of Who, Who Hijacked My Fairy Tale?, The land of If Only, The Story Formula, and The Gutsy Girl's Pocket Guide to Public Speaking. She was a featured entertainer for Holland America Cruise Lines. Yeah, way back when we were actually cruising. (laughs) Keynote speaker for the International Toastmasters Convention. And she's keynoted major conferences and corporate events from coast to coast. Let's hit our funny bones with Kelly Swanson. Kelly What's happening? How are you today?
1: Hey, I am great, especially with a buildup like that. I'm in my house all the time, so I've 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 gotten um spoiled by having people introduce me all over the place <laughs> yeah. that I've been quarantined. Nobody introduces me when I enter a room anymore. So
0: am I self-important again. <laughs> We've got to work on that. You need to get a recording or you need to hire somebody I know, to get your right? house full time.
1: <laughs> to clap us into the room. Isn't that funny?
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I, I love just kind of going through your your bio and even your website because you're very different than a lot of other speakers. I've been through a ton of speaker websites. And in some cases, there's a lot of commonality, a lot of the same stuff. And you're listed as a motivational speaker. So, I mean, how do you really differentiate yourself from other motivational, air quotes, speakers?
1: Um, Good question, Robert. Uh, and, and, And I have always, I always say I've got brand ADD. (laughs) <laughs> because there's so many things I want to be, yeah. and I'm not willing to shut the door. So, And that's very hard for me, yeah. telling the world, you know, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an artist. Uh, I'm a storyteller. I'm a motivator. I'm a comedian. I'm an author. I'm a strategic storytelling expert. Um, and And it's very confusing. It feels like it's all a lot of different things. It actually yeah. comes right back down to the power of story. So everything kind of um, hinges around that. Now, you said what differentiates me yeah. as a motivational speaker. I don't think at the end of the day um, our websites can really differentiate us. What makes me different is I really use story a lot. And I've created a town and all these characters and I make people laugh. And if there's one thing that I think I have that a lot of other speakers don't, it's authenticity. Wow. It is. People think, oh my gosh, she's like, I, I want to be her friend. She's There's something so imperfect about me up there that it makes them feel comfortable. Whereas a lot of speakers will come across very polished, yeah. very put together, very perfect. And audiences as a whole tend to not be able to relate and connect to that. So I've been all, all I've been told that it's authenticity and vulnerability that really gives me a differentiating factor
0: wow. as a speaker. Wow. So you talked about your town. What is it like Swansonville? I mean what what's no, this town that you're It's called talking about? Pride's
1: Hollow. Okay. And you can read into that everything that that you want to in that. But that's how this all began, yeah. was this town and all these characters. And truth be told, when I became a speaker, I felt like it didn't fit. Mm. It didn't work, that I needed to be like the others. So I sort of became that funny motivational speaker that looked like what everybody else was doing. Right. And I wish I hadn't. Um, it led to success and to the things i wanted but i'm going back now to my roots and going you know i'm really going to pull from what i've wanted to do for 25 years nice. i mean and, and and make a leap into that nice. and so i'm bringing them more front and center it's hard and it's scary to be different in yeah. the speaking business cuz you look around and you think that to get success or to make money you need to follow the model that other people have Created. And if there is one thing that COVID has made me do, I mean, we, we've all come to the place where we've done everything we know yeah. to do. You know, I've created everything. I've, I can't control this situation. And it sort of made me go, Well, Kelly, what do you really want to do? And I'm like, Well, I want to write Pride's Hollow stories. I wow. want to do an online show. I want to put everything into that and see what happens. So wow. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Wow. I'm, I'm excited about that. That's kind of like that. You, d- you did the normal stuff, and now you just want to live full and die empty. Just pour it all out. I love that. I love that. So you're, you are not only a motivational speaker, but you're listed as... A comedian. Do you have people come up to you and just say, Oh, she's a comedian? Come on, Kelly, say something funny. I, I do. I, on, on
1: airplanes, pause <laughs> for us to remember what airplanes felt like. Mm-hmm. On airplanes, people would come and when it I didn't even want to tell people what I do, because as mm-hmm. soon as you say comedian, they start telling jokes. And, <laughs> and, and and or or looking at you, waiting for you, or you say motivational speaker and they're crying on your shoulder, telling you all their, their problems. I was like, this is opening doors for people I don't want to open. But yes, I'll often get, especially from relatives, wow. you know, you go to parties and they'll be like, Kelly, she's a, she's a comedian, Kelly, say something funny. And I mean, who can do that? And, and it's not, it, it, even if I said one of my jokes, it's, yeah. it's, you, it's, yeah, but yeah. So, uh, and I'm also Robert, not the stand on the stage and bada bang, bada bang. I'm not your traditional one-liner comedian. Mm-hmm. I really like telling funny stories, right. um, is what I really love.
0: Right. So how do you do that? I mean, there is if you've been through Toastmasters or whatever, there are these techniques for for adding humor to your to your story or to your talk or to your speech. If you're training somebody, you're telling somebody, how how do you inject humor into a presentation speech story when maybe you're not naturally funny?
1: Um, That's a good question, because it's very hard to make someone funny. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to write jokes for people and expect it to work. I mean, I've gone to people before and hired them to give me jokes. And I'll look at them and I'll go, wait, that's not, I wouldn't say that. And how do I deliver it? And and so, so the first thing I usually tell people is don't try to be funny. Try to be fun. Mm. What does that look like for you? Try to be fun. Fun gives you a better word that it doesn't it it it, it doesn't freak you out. Another thing I'll often say is, we're not stand up comics. We're speakers, or we're communicators, or or, or whatever. And so, y- your goal isn't to get them to laugh. You know, every couple of seconds, like you would in a comedy club. And you and and a lot of people will say, well, that wasn't as funny. They didn't laugh as hard. And I'm like, so what. Your speeches can be this whole, you know, almost a a song, the ups and downs and everything doesn't have to be delivered at a full laugh because we're just giving a talk. So I would say that Um, you with your slides, there's a lot of ways to add humor by the pictures that you show. That's an easy, easy, easy way. Um, Another way I'll often say, tell me what you're thinking, Mm. because many of us have this sarcastic um, narrative running through our heads yeah. where that's what well, you may not be able to make this story funny or what you're talking about funny or change the truth of it, but you can tell us your opinion on it. Or I know what you're thinking. I know, right? I can't believe that. Um, now, if you're not funny, that's a little harder to do, <laughs> but but a lot of people have that kind of a, uh, I guess that inner, that inner narrative and yeah. and just let it out. I don't know, am I kind of, yes, there are formulas to write a joke. Yeah. Good luck, good luck on that. I mean, I've read the books. It's hard. And, and okay, you can learn rule of threes and, uh, uh, you know, but it's it's a little more difficult. I read all the books and then naturally started doing it. So if yeah. that helps, I couldn't do it on purpose, but it just started creeping in. A lot of also what people say to me about my stories is that, It's not, if you unpick them and see what people laugh at, it's often not necessarily a funny line. Mm -hmm. It's a detail or um, it's the way I use detail or it's just true. Right. We kind of often nudge and laugh, not just because it was a joke, but because we go, oh my God, that is so true. That is so true. So. Um,
0: Let's yeah. stay right there for a second. So you, you, you're talking about, uh, humor, but you're also talking about stories. And maybe there are people that are not, are not funny. But if you had to give direction to someone about where in their life they can find the fun or where can they find a story that really enlightens, lightens, lightens the, the, the mood, you know, where would you direct them?
1: Well, if you laugh, if there's something that happened in your life that everybody laughed about, there's a good sign. Right. If there's something that that your there's stories we tell in our families every time somebody new comes over, we all tell the story because it's so funny. You got to be careful because often what's <laughs> funny to us isn't necessarily funny uh, universally to everybody else. Embarrassing right. moments are funny. I yeah. mean, I did a story about my chub rub story about my thighs rubbing together with the sequin pants is hysterical. The stories yeah. about how we did and fit in and the stupid things we used to do as, as kids. There's a lot of, of humor in there as well.
0: Yeah. So how do you keep track of those? I mean, you, you've got to have, you've got these different audiences and you've, they may feel different or they operate differently. Some are more formal and technical. Do you have a place? Do you track your stories, a story vault? How do you, how do you do that?
1: Uh, I do keep, I use Evernote. I mean, just any kind of online thing. I keep track of my stories. I keep track of my comedy bits. Mm -hmm. I'll have what I call comedy, just funny things about marriage, about kids, anything that universally most people go through. It's good to have some humor around it. So I'll just, I'll just file them under those uh, marriage, Mm -hmm. children, my teenage years, um, stuff like that. Um, I'll also document funny ideas for stories and I'll send it there. Even if I'm not going to do a story right now, when I'm ready to do a new one, kind of a, wouldn't it be funny if, or, you know, like one time, um, somebody was telling us that the the, it's not as sad as you would think, but the cat died and they found it under the bed during a family reunion and nobody wanted to get it out. And it was just funny. This guy talking about it. Next thing, you know, I'm writing a story about Sparky's passing at a family reunion and everybody trying to get him out. I also write (laughs) down funny things that my father says. My father is very funny. So he'll, uh, Um, somebody will say, for example, uh, you know, how old's your wife? And he'll go, well, she's 60, but that's 90 in wine years. And I'll laugh (laughs) and I'll go write that down. Now it's kind of overwhelming to me because now I have a file of these descriptions of people and these funny lines and phrases. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I'll, or things I'll hear people say. Once you start looking for funny, you'll start hearing people say it. And we always joke as comedians or speakers, somebody says something funny and we're all like, Can I use that? Or your audience will come up and go, I thought you were going to say. Now, the weird thing is, I never go back to find them again. Mm -hmm. They just naturally end up popping into my writing and my stories. I give up phrases to a character. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but they end up being used.
0: Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily? Have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences? Well, it's because they repeat those experiences regularly. They have what is called a signature story. And guess what? You have one, too. You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. So you, you you got this this thing that you use this tool that you use in your in your presentations. What else do you do to really connect and, and engage with your audience in in these stories?
1: Um, I, I try not to be too perfect, mm-hmm. uh, but humor is a great way to connect and engage because it diffuses tension, it makes you real, it makes you likable. It uh, it it breaks that fourth wall. Uh, people buy from people they like and right. trust and believe and feel like they know. And so, as speakers, we're trying to sell that message. And yeah. so, being too polished and uh, doesn't serve us well. When we can feel like when we can create that emotional connection, we're going to get buy-in from them. Yes. And one way that I often do that is not is by showing them what makes me imperfect, um, you know, or or just going against what. You think they'll say, I've got a line, uh, you know, where I'll say, Oh, I've got one son. He's precious. He's out in the car if you want to go take a peek. <laughs> and they all laugh, you know, where I'll say, You know, he's hitting those teenage years. Yeah. He, you know, I love him to pieces, but he's useless. Right. He's useless. We call him, we call him bare minimum, BM wow. for short. Now, that's true. So, so it's, it's almost those off the cuff things that right. I do. You know, I may say, um, You know, according to this point, I was supposed to, uh, by New Year's resolution, I was supposed to have lost 30 pounds and have buff arms. Instead, I'm pretty sure my muffin top just had twins. They just, (laughs) they they, you know, it's that self-deprecating humor, I guess, Um, is a good way to connect and engage. But it's being real. Like I'll often tell, especially Toastmasters, I've been a Toastmaster. I talk to those groups and I'll often say to them, you're polishing yourself to death. Right, You not have a connection. You, they need to think you're real. Mess yourself up. Lean on the lectern if you you know if you want to. Reach out and talk to somebody in the audience. When I help people write their presentations and put them together, I always say, talk the way you talk. Well, write the way you talk, right. and then talk the way you talk. Yeah, take out the ums and the sos. But we connection is a. Uh, this isn't a performance. This is a conversation. Right. And so you look at things you would do in a conversation to become, we do these things sometimes naturally when we walk into networking, you know, um, we put our best face on and, and get comfortable and get to know people. I'm not explaining it very well, Emma.
0: No, you're good. This is fabulous. I love this. This is a conversation. I, I, I want to switch gears slightly, though. We're still on the same train here, but... We, I want to talk about business for a second because a lot of times we as speakers, as storytellers, we, we, we hawk our wares or we just kind of share with them, this is the way that you should do certain things. And business people often say, yeah, uh-huh, that's not going to work here or that's a little bit too fluffy, that's too once upon a timey. H- how do you tell stories in the business setting in a way that connects with people who might be more formal?
1: Okay, I don't worry about how, I don't change my story based on how formal they are. Mm. Let me me tweak it a little bit. Everybody always, well, the first thing I pay attention to is what does my client want? Right. Um, are, what are they bringing me in for? What is the purpose? What is the event? A lot of people will say, mm-hmm. I want you to come in and encourage everybody, lift their spirits, make them feel good, let them know it's going to be okay. And I'm using humor and story to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go into it in a different way than somebody who says, everybody in here, by the time you're through, needs to understand how to use story in their business or why it's important or whatever. Right. So a lot of people say, what's the best story show you? use this story. And I'm like, you're all asking the wrong question. Don't ask me what the best story is. Ask what the right story is. Mm. Story is a tool that this is all about persuasion, Robert. And, and that's what we're talking about is, is humor is a tool. Story yeah. is a tool of persuasion. Persuasion is convincing people to do something. Telling them what to do or just giving your information does not convince because connection is emotional. And, wow. and data doesn't have the ability to persuade. I'll, I'll lead y'all all to a free gift where you can download my book where I into the story formula where I go into this in more depth and really break it down and explain it. So for now, you're just going to have to trust me <laughs> that um, if we're salespeople up on that stage selling our message, our book, our coaching, whatever we're selling, we're trying to sell them on this idea that we have. You are not going to get there if you don't get their buy-in first. Your audience has crossed arms just like your sales guy when yeah. you come into the room to try to sell them your product. You've got to get those arms lowered. You can't just tell people what to do. You've got to make them want to do it. That's what persuasion is. And story has an effect on their brain. It it unlocks it 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 without going too deep into it. It allows you to connect on an emotional level and have them come to some conclusions in a way that data can never do. So story is critical for your business audience. So now back to your question of, well, what do you give to a more formal audience? That's not what I'm looking at. I am looking at what am I trying to sell you and who are you? Because connection is two ways. Mm-hmm. So when I look at my, my audience, I'm, I'm trying to persuade them based on what they want. I'm not up here to just tell stories about me unless they're about you. Wow. And so I have to think, what are your pains? What are your desires? What do you care about? What are you trying to get? What problem do you have that I have a solution for? Stories are simply an illustration of your truth as it applies to real life. It's a more convincing tool to use. So I'm going to pick the story that does what I need it to do. Now, I will pick the kind of story that you can relate to the main character in my story. So if you are a group of single men, I'm not going to tell a story about what it's like being a mother when my son was three, I'm going to choose a story. That's where stories can get so strategic is I'm going to choose a story that I know you can relate to. I always thought my chub rub story about my thighs rubbing together when I walked and the sequins making noise. I thought that was a story for women. It's like, that's the kind of story you tell. And it also depends on the lesson, Robert. What's the point of the story? What's the message? What's the moral? You can tell a story about your spouse. And some people say, well, don't tell a, Uh, a personal story, this is at work. Why not? If this story that you learned and what you and your, your spouse went through has a direct application, if the lesson applies to them, of course, you can use any kind of story. Your goal is to give them an illustration they can relate to and understand the point in that story. So um, in a roundabout way, that's how I'm choosing what stories I take to my audience. For instance, I'm working on a virtual keynote right now. Mm-hmm. These people are property managers. So the first question I asked my client was, what are they dealing with? They're dealing with having to give people hard news. They're dealing with their own stories of loss during COVID. They're dealing with having to do more with less and Anxiety. You can imagine all the things. And what's my message going to be to them? Well, in this case, my message happens to be caring isn't always fixing. So if you have compassion fatigue, my message is going to be, you can't always fix everybody, but it doesn't mean you can't find a way to care. Now, I can tell them that, and they'll all be like, all right, (laughs) yawn, tell me something else. That doesn't convince them, or I can use a story. So I went into my own life, and I went, where did I see a case where I couldn't fix it? but I could care I could care for them or love on them. And I went, oh, I remember what happened at the eye doctor's office. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, I'm putting together a story and I was like, oh, these people can relate. And I'm making sure the details of my story that I'm pulling out relate to what I think these property managers are also going through. So it's all about finding common ground It's critical. It's I get where you are. I understand what your pain is and what your pleasure is. I've got a solution for you. And I don't just know it because I know it. I know it because I've been there. Mm. Let me tell you what happened. And then when you tell them you're putting a human face on yourself, your brand or your product and on the audience. I, I know I'm kind of that's uh, we're covering a lot of ground with with That's that, right. and I didn't directly answer your question, but it's so of course it critical in all of this.
0: Yeah. No you, you did answer it you I mean you went into data and how that doesn 't really drive change or capture attention. it really that emotional point is brought home via the story so i I love that and so let 's wrap here. I want to help people find a, find a little bit more about you, but I want you to also give them the maybe the twenty second overview of who hijacked my fairy tale you've got this book which is a fascinating title i love it share with us what that is really well cool.
1: thank you that's uh, that's the kelly the funny motivational speaker side of what i do okay. and i'll tell you a title is everything yeah uh i've been riding on that title for a long time it's a speech title it's a book title it's actually now the title of my one woman show in theaters oh wow um and and so that book is for those who want to laugh And and help you see beyond your challenges. I look at the myths of fairy tales and, you know, these ideas that we grew up with, that the good guy always wins, that um, it's all about finding a castle, getting a prince, having the stuff and living happily ever after. And it's all about, hey, um, excuse me, I didn't get the life that I ordered. What do I do? Um, It's for such a time as this. It's it's. An important message right now, especially, because that's what people are needing now more than anything, is something to help them deal with everything um, that's going on. Um, And and when the theater's open again, um, I'll be excited to bring that back to the stage as well.
0: Nice, nice. Kelly, where do people find you? Where do you hang out online?
1: Um, oh, I'm everywhere. But the central hub is just to go to my website and it'll show you the the, the many sides of what I do that might interest you. And that's, uh, well, you can get there just going to kellyswanson.net. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a redirect, but that's the shortest answer. It's just go to kellyswanson.net. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, I'm all over the place. But uh, it just depends on what, what aspect of me you like, the storytelling, the theater, the coaching, the, the, the motivation. Uh, yeah. I put it all out there. And, hey, I want everybody, my Pride's Hollow show, the, we've already filmed the first two episodes. They're going to be launched on YouTube pretty soon. Okay. So find me there and subscribe so you can be waiting when the first episode comes on. I'd love to share that with all
0: of y'all. Awesome, awesome. Listen, all of that information is going to be in the show notes. Kelly mentioned a free gift earlier on. She'll share that with me. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And you'll be able to find out so much more about her. And I know that when you follow her, your life is going to be changed. She's going to provide so much value for you. Gold nuggets you provided here today, Kelly. Thank you so much for hanging.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. Be safe, be well, and stay on the funny side.
0: (laughs) Well, that was fun. Listen, if you want to connect with people, then you've got to let them in. And you let them in by vulnerably sharing your story. I know, I know it's not always easy, but each of us have a story to tell. And more importantly, A story that can really make a difference for someone else if you would just get the courage or take on the courage to share that story. Maybe it'll be a funny story. Maybe not. But if you share it, someone else will receive a blessing from it. Someone else will receive transformation from it. Someone else, it will make a difference in their lives. I loved hanging out with Kelly today, and I'm so glad that you enjoyed episode 83 with me. I hope you'll be with me for episode 84. Don't forget to leave a ranking, rating, or review for the show on any one of our podcast networks, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts. And now... We're on Amazon Music. Woo-ha! Check it out. Don't forget, send me a message by going to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail, okay? RobertKennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Listen, y'all, I know life ain't easy and you got a lot of stuff, but don't forget, your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the Third, and you've been listening to The rk Show.